0: <laughs> this is, this is the In the Black Podcast.
1: In the Black, bro. The, the-
2: Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the Incredible In The Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who are still learning. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In The Black himself. But you know I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my trust circle. Crush, say what's up. But
0: it's good, everyone. Oh, my <laughs>
2: Hell, what's up, man?
3: What's good, you bastards?
2: Peace to all. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe, hit the thumbs up button, and make sure you hit that notification bell as well. Especially hit that thumbs up helps the algorithm, so we can get more videos like this into your feed and get to other people. And make sure you check us out across social media at In The Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter and on instagram but elgin please tell these good folks how they can become part of the family if they want to do that man
3: hey man head over to our website please and in the left hand tab it might be your right hand depending on how you're looking at the screen you might be near sighted far sighted or no sight at all you but it. either way you can click the <laughs> it's over there exactly i right. like right. crushed right. it it's over there. It's for you colorblind folks. It's the white box. Uh, <laughs> this
2: nigga, goddamn. No, no,
3: no, like the, 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 the refresh is uh, on the colorblind. way. Yeah, if you colorblind, all that shit is red, white, right? <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> is that what colorblind people are? They see all white.
2: I think they saying gray. Scary. Oh, okay, good, yeah. good. Damn. That's they seeing, seeing all white really, like, really, is the really gray. Uh, that's what I, That's my understanding. I could be completely wrong. Nigga. Damn. Uh, yeah. Know, whoa, yeah. Scale? yeah.
3: <laughs> Only people that are like, colorblind are white liberals. Hey, become a... <laughs> 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 who
2: was that? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
0: was you. We got all these sound effects there. Okay. This nigga <laughs> no... Thing sound no
2: this, this is why I fucking hate so much. <laughs> Just do the damn...
3: I'm trying man but listen man uh, you can buy swag yeah exactly you can buy swag (laughs) he said that was good crush (laughs) you can buy swag and there's also two other ways that you really can support what we're doing here Uh, you can do one instantaneously that would be via cash app dollar sign in the black pdcst you can donate anytime you want any amount that you want as often as you want that method or you can do it on a more consistent basis and you can actually become a member of our patreon and i think we will call you a patreon i think that's what the hell they call people who do this shit uh but either way if you do it you can get behind the scenes access you can get all types of good shit there's tears there's all different types of stuff but more importantly you would sincerely be contributing to independent black media like when I say independent independent when I say black ain't no white hands up our ass telling us what the hell we should be saying or not saying Uh, and that's important because there's not a whole lot of these places out here that's doing this type of work where you're going to get the jokes and the news and the insight, and all the assistance that you can get. So, whatever you can give, whatever you can do, we'd appreciate you doing something.
2: No doubt. Now, tonight's black box letter is actually a message that I got from a listener oh, who, I don't know necessarily if she wanted advice or if she I wanted to vent.
3: I've had a long ass day. You don't want advice today. This ain't the time for advice. Shit. <laughs>
2: Or if she wanted and to, I had a long day too. But, uh, the homie Georgette, uh, she sent a sent me a message. It was I like that name, video. Georgette. That's a good
3: name, Georgette. It is.
2: It is. I she's, had a
3: homegirl in the Navy who was cool, as cool as hell. Was, introduced me to a whole bunch of different brown liquor. Georgette was cool <laughs> as
2: life. <laughs> she was. Yeah, her. I little her, her and wife it. was cool. Yeah. I'm I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because he's starting no, off with a good was foot done. now. And then he's going was, to be calling was, all sorts of was, rap uh, bastards mm-mm. and calling her the cat. Nah, I'm bullshit. not going to do that. And I called knock
3: it out. So I can't, <laughs> I won't <laughs> ever disrespect you Nope, know, she hit that with a two-piece. No and then to her corona, like nothing happened. So. Mil-
2: military <laughs> women are of a different cloth, so I know that. Shout out corporate. to Georgette if you're listening. No oh, so Georgette essentially, she sent me a, a video, a TikTok video. And it was all of right. a woman who <laughs> <laughs> like, just shut this. Shut up. Can I told right. you my wife my wife filters all of my stuff so there's no, no shenanigans going I on. That's
3: your wife, there. I believe you. She's she's <laughs> thorough.
2: She's <laughs> thorough. Yeah. So Georgette sends me this video and it's of a white woman who is crying about how she dated, quote unquote, a man for about four months and then after four months the guy ghosted her for four days and then just bounced on her was like "Fuck it and it was this woman talking about how emotional she was because she felt like she had given of herself to this guy they were getting to know each other and then all of a Mm -hmm. sudden out of nowhere he just ghosts her for four days and then comes back after four or five days and is like yeah this ain't working out and then just cuts her off cold turkey like that.
0: I'm honestly not even embarrassed that I look like this or that I'm doing this right now, or if it makes me look crazy, whatever. I don't give a fuck anymore, honestly. Do not date a woman for three months, and I use that term loosely, date, because he never took me on a date, or even planned one in the house, Mr. Anxiety. Do not date a woman for three months, fuck her lead her to believe you want a relationship literally spend a whole entire week with her and then ghost her for four days and dump her and then tell her it's just because you don't have romantic feelings for her why what the fuck
2: so georgette's whole thing was let me make sure i get this that she's been in a similar situation and she doesn't understand how guys can do something like that, where they can cut, either cut women off cold turkey, ghost them, or quote unquote <coughs> lead them on to think that the relationship is more than what it is. Now, I wanna give you some background context into the video, which Georgette didn't share with me in her initial commentary. This woman who was doing this emotional thing on TikTok Apparently this man was married before married for about 6 to 6 to 7 years and had just recently i think maybe within at the most a year had gotten out of that relationship or had been divorced from his wife sure. and then started seeing this woman so i want to give you that context as you guys tell me your thoughts on not georgette's not just georgette's complaint but about this this uh, emotional rant this woman went on (laughs) who wants to go first and i think as we're having this conversation if you're watching this on youtube or if you check this out on ig or whatever i'm going to post that tiktok video in the in our session so that you have a a better understanding of what's going on mr insensitive you want to go first or do you want to go first crush at least you know i know you're you're the nicer of the you know what crush go ahead and uh yeah i I mean i
0: mean to be honest the Mm -hmm. only thing the only thing that makes sense is that you know I mean, if the brother is is, is, is a fresh to force say, you know, he's uh you know, he's he's clearly not there, and his uh, and also his um, you know, his uh, he's going to be very sensitive to how how whatever encounter he's going to be in, you know, he's going to be sensitive to any to anything that that doesn't feel right or things that don't feel right inside of him at, at at that moment. And to be honest, he's probably you know you know realizing there's a lot more options out there and he's been trying to jump into anything too soon and get serious with wouldn't make sense for him. It wouldn't be fair to her, you know, but you know, it, it is ins- the, the sensitive aspect, you know, of, of, you know, just like leaving somebody cold, you know, leaving somebody cold, you know, high and dry for four months or four or five days is, is is a bit much, but, you know, considering where he came from, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to excuse that part, but I can see why he would end it so quickly. That's all I can say. Mm. I can see why he would end it so quickly. I don't agree with, how we did it. I don't agree with this whole ghosting thing. That you know, at least you know, be a little communicative. You know, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't hurt to do that. Mm. To at least you know, leave on a respective note. Yeah, but maybe that doesn't matter these cats these days.
2: Oh, mm. go ahead.
3: I don't think he ghosted her.
2: Hmm, that's interesting. What do you think happened?
3: If I stop talking to you for four days and then I come back after the fourth day and I tell you that I no longer want to have a relationship with you. I didn't ghost you. I literally just took four days to try to figure out what the hell was going on Mm. in my life and to try to get things together and to make a decision on whether I wanted to move forward with a relationship with you or not. I would consider ghosting if he never communicated with her at all then I can actually see how she would feel some type of way. But you can't feel no type of way. I mean, And you can. Don't let me say that. I'll take that back. I'll be a little sensitive here. You can feel some type of way that he took four days off. But at the same time, I think there should be a level of grace that and gratitude that you give him that he took four days off and he actually came back and gave you an honest perspective of where he was at and what he wanted. But that's exactly what you want from a man. You want a man to be able to sit back and make a decision and decide what direction he goes. But then when he does it, you mad? No. Problem is, in those four months, you put your heart, soul, and that little thing between your legs all on the line and you gave him everything that you had and you felt like you had a future with him and he decided to say i need to figure out if this is the direction i want to go because i just came out of a long term or what i hoped and dreamed was a long-term situation in a marriage I need to take four days off to try to figure it out. Now, what he could have done, he could have communicated with her during those four days or to tell her I need some time. But any man, I don't give a fuck who you are, any man who's ever told a woman I need some time to think has never been granted the motherfucking time to think. Okay, you say I need some time to think. You know what she's going to say? What the hell you need to think about? Where are you, you going know, to think take all the I time? Mean, be, I mean,
0: well, this goes to a whole different topic. Just about you know men's emotional yeah, agency out. and relationships. Yeah. Period. I I, you know
3: I know applaud his brother for taking them four days and trying to figure it out. I mean, he was decisive.
2: He was decisive. That's what that's what really counts. He made a decision. Let me. I didn't leave her hanging. Not being concise. Okay, I want to make sure that we are concise. Mm-hmm. Part mm-hmm. of the, because I've taken my notes here, part of this woman's complaint also was that they never went out, right? So over the course of this three, four months, they would either meet up at her house or meet up at his house. It's not like they were actually going out to places and so on. So mm-hmm. it seems as though, at least as, as she's describing it, it was just a four month hookup. And I think, once again, like El said, that thing between your legs. Had you feeling some sort of way, and you know, but that's.
3: If um, you ain't communicating, figure that shit out by month two, true, and you start like, asking or,
2: questions. You ain't, or you ain't, month you,
0: one, you 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 like wait, wait,
3: on, you
0: can't go, wait, can't even go wait, can't go a walk in the park in
3: four months. Yeah. Like you saw all them red flags. Y'all and can't even go to 7-Eleven together in four months. Your gripe my is man. not really with a oh boy. Your gripe uh, is with yourself. Because nah. you made some piss poor decisions. She made the wrong
0: call. She made the wrong call two months, a month and a half
2: in listen 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 i think like one i said of the-
3: he could have handled it differently and communicate with her and told her that i need to figure some shit out i'll give her that but i will not sit here and say that this dude ghosted her because he came
2: back and told her what it was hidden for yeah he didn't have to he did do that
0: he didn't
2: I, I think one of the biggest parts to this is we in many cases when we have conversations like this that we automatically project Onto to the person in the converse, in, in the subject, right? What I mean by that is this, in a lot of situations, we have our own life experiences where we compartmentalize it. And it's like, okay, you hear a story and I'm taking Georgette into that consideration because her response to me was why are men like this, right? So apparently yeah. she's had instances, poor instances with men where she didn't see the red flags. And then all of a sudden, it becomes why are you men like this and not why is this particular guy or these guys that I've dealt with done this to yeah. me?
3: Right. And to because- be fair though, right, because men and women, whenever I say you didn't see the red flags, that is not me victim blaming because mm-hmm. men and women do a phenomenal job of hiding red flags. Sometimes you don't see the red flags because people do such a good job of hiding.
2: Hiding I'm saying in
3: obvious situations such as four months of you just going from his bed to your bed, there should have been some indication somewhere that this is not quite right. Something here is a little off. And to begin, what? Communicating those three fucking things. What you need, what you want, and how you feel. If you're able to do those things in this situation here, you never feel ghosted. Like you never feel this because you know what it is hitting the floor
2: from the beginning. I know that, I know Crush had his dealings or feelings about not going out with the woman and so on and so forth, but I'm, and I'm going to sound, probably sound like a chauvinist pig or whatever the case is, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm in a stage now, I really don't give a fuck. Men handle divorce. Statistics show men handle divorce emotionally far less far far worse than women do I believe absolutely men are, I believe men are, I believe, it. Men, are, I believe it. men are almost three times almost three times more likely to commit suicide after a messy divorce than women are do so we want to talk have,
3: about the reasons why because we can
2: we can we can elaborate on that we can go we can we can take it yeah so mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at it, and I'm seeing this young man, and I'm like, I'm not saying once again, this is me probably projecting, but I'm seeing this man in a situation where he feels some level of anxiety or displacement, or maybe he still has feelings for his ex-wife. All of these things, and it's not like he, you didn't know that he's coming out of this awkward, weird. So at the end of the day, we don't know what has caused him to do this. We're just seeing the end results and just saying he's the bad guy. Meanwhile, he's battling these demons within himself. And who knows what type of energy, emotional energy that it took him just to even say, "Okay, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore after four months. Four months is not a small amount of time, nigga. You know what I'm saying? A lot happens in four months. A lot happens in a day. Talk less about four months. So to automatically just blame this dude off jump street, I'm not with that. And and I can dig how
3: this, this woman is, you know, she's heartbroken. You know, she invested some things in this relationship and things didn't go right. And like the same way we say people handle divorce differently, some people handle heartbreak differently. So mm. maybe this was her way of dealing with the heartbreak, and maybe today she might feel a little differently, and is able. Maybe it was so fresh that that was the only way she can respond. Well, I wish she wouldn't respond on fucking social media, yeah, but anyway, thank uh, you. Okay,
2: I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because I can understand her frustration. I can understand her disappointment. But when you put it out into the public sphere, that's a totally different thing, my Yeah, yeah like it becomes. Yeah. It becomes far you, you're more yourself
3: up for scrutiny, man.
2: And we yeah, know, know, we bro. all know people like this. We all have people in our feed or our timeline, IG, that or Facebook. That drives me nuts. Bro. Every single relationship they talking about how bad the person was that they dated or how horrible. And I'm like, come on, my guy. Like, if not, me not seen, here, niggas, not if here. me, me seeing that. If I was a single guy watching a woman do that, or if it was a man or whatever the case is, if all, that's all they do. I would have that be quite. That's a turn off for me. That just seems despicable. Well, it
3: depends on what stage of elgin that you're getting at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Because
2: nigga, we're talking about we're talking about fifty years old okay. right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm married. I'm happily married with kids, bro. I'm, I'm paid. I'm just <laughs> you mind. your black <laughs> business, <laughs> I'm Oh no! Keep on scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. No, no, boy. No no elgin twenty five years ago. Oh, that's fresh meat. That's blood in the water. Nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, okay, I
2: mean, I'm, I'm laughing because okay. I'm laughing because I think all most men are cut from that same cloth. So if I'm seeing that in my timeline, <laughs> right? But, but yeah, listen, the, the, the older me that has been married for almost 15 years with three beautiful children, he doesn't
3: think no way though. Yeah, because Carlos, a motherfucker,
2: life. boy. No. Oh yeah, no. I was supposed to say, right, baby? Like, that's like, you know, my wife got to make sure she's not listening before she comes <laughs> <laughs>
3: But going back to the, the divorce rate, the divorce part, where we're talking about men and their mental state afterwards. I think the data, if you look at it closely, will demonstrate the reason why is men are typically caught off guard to a degree that a divorce is coming, that a divorce is happening. Women typically leave a relationship before they physically leave a relationship. They're already gone. So when we look up and she's gone, when a woman's gone, when a black woman is gone, she is gone. gone. Okay? (laughs) You can call Tyrone. uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? And I think men are typically caught off guard and we're looking at, you know, damn, she really ain't coming yeah, like, 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 the, like, the, like the like the
0: feel like the feeling is really cold. yeah, ice cold. Yeah. ice. Cold. Yeah. ice cold. Yeah, it's I mean, hard. It's oof. hard to accept. It's hard to accept. Hey, like in I, 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 world, in the, the first cold question is: world. the first question is, are you
2: serious? You know what I'm saying? Are you serious? You well, you know, part of the conversation also is that a lot of women will tell you that in some form or fashion. And I think this goes right back. I love these segues and how we're playing in on it. It goes back to what Elgin said before about how we communicate. Because at the end of the day, women will say that they did communicate these things. They
3: did tell you. Maybe not verbalizing
2: it. They didn't verbalize it. You
3: should have saw them signs. You should have
2: seen the signs. You should have seen the signs. I did tell you. Uh On top Uh of that, and I think the biggest issue that causes men to have this emotional breakdown after the divorce. besides it being just a devastating situation in and of itself is that men are always taught to be what they do, not who they are. Mm -hmm. I wanna say that one more time. Men are reared to be what they do and what they provide and not what they are. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you fall out from a divorce and you think to yourself, i'm not capable i'm not adequate because i wasn't able to provide x y and z maybe i should grind more maybe i should do x y and z and it makes the value of a it makes you feel as a man that your value has been diminished because you couldn't do quote unquote those things that your partner wanted you to do yeah. and for me so we
3: we're con- we're conditioned to go and many of us are conditioned to go and find our value and define our value in physical methods. And I'm not talking just about sexually or intimacy, digging deeper into our careers, digging deeper into something where we can actually tangibly see some sort of progress. And that's one of the reasons why when men are get out of long-term relationships, they go on their, they 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 ho stroll, they they just go on a rampant dating spree where they're trying to sleep with as many women as possible. They're Um, literally, they're not trying to recapture anything. They're literally trying to get some sort of validity back inside that they they know at some point in time they can't find but damn sure don't stop us from looking.
2: I know that there's other research that has been done but I just recently read an article by Dr. Joyce Watterson who she was talking about how men find not just gratification but emotional gratification through sex while women find emotional gratification through communication and relationships and specifically because men are not allowed to have that emotional side so how do they find that emotional release is through physicality through that sex so when she has her sit downs with couples typically the man says the emotional fall apart is not because there's bad communication it's because they compartmentalize it or verbalize it as being a poor sexual relationship relationship. so as a man he pulls back physically that emotional part is attached to it meanwhile his wife is trying to have these conversations and he can't get past his emotional or the sexual part and it causes a cyclical thing it's a fascinating conversation Sure. sure sure Georgette uh don't don't be too hard on oh boy, hopefully you find the right guy. Don't compartmentalize and project because this woman had her issues and not seeing the red flags and all that other stuff. So
3: And Georgia, uh, you yeah. know better than to try to align your life with white people's lives anyway. Knock that shit off.
2: Uh uh okay. Okay. crush go. go. <laughs> Crush, I'll be the guy. Go go, go, go ahead, Crush. Why don't you? uh,
3: Your name Tamika. You trying to line it with Karen? (laughs) Cut it out. (laughs) Well, (laughs) this
2: is why I hate this nigga so much. Go ahead,
0: Crush. May as well start off the night on a somewhat uh, bittersweet note. Um, but uh, depends on who you uh, depends on who you uh, who you ask, I guess. Uh, Because in the wake of the uh, Republican victory in Virginia uh, with Mister. Youngkin. Um, you know, there is already a, a sentiment, growing sentiment, according to this piece here, um, on Yahoo News, uh, that uh, black voters were not, or uh, maybe may, may to blame for this loss, the Democrats' loss. Um, you know, uh, I can, you know, I, I definitely definitely sense this coming. This is definitely a, a very, a very tired pattern, but uh, the uh, the sentiment here is 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 probably uh, probably a little deeper. And probably, probably, probably stings a little more because we're so uh, we're so evidently uh, dissatisfied with with the uh, Biden administration as a whole. Um, I think this uh, this loss here is more indicative of our you know of our you know growing strained relationship with the Democratic Party as a whole, which has been strained already. But uh, th- but this is only uh, compounding that strain, I believe. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I it's hard not to. Uh, Think of my own feelings about the administration and my the idea of me voting in the next election. Um, uh, you know, but I would love to hear what you guys think about this uh this this, this cycle again of you know blaming black people um for uh, for democratic loss.
2: Go ahead, Al. I'll let you go first. <laughs> Th- these are the type of <laughs> conversations I don't like to have because I I'm too tired to laugh right now. So I'm this just so bad. okay. Go I mean, ahead, my so guy. This this, this, this this is exactly
3: this is exactly what many of us have been predicting since Trump got into office, is that at some point in time, Democrats are going to have to do more than just be fucking Democrats. They're going to actually have to begin to do things for the people. And I applaud The black folks in particular who did not participate in this fucking election in the capacity because they were depending on us to get out there and to vote Mm -hmm. simply because they were Democrats. But these motherfuckers have not kept their promises. Mm -hmm. They have not helped the people. People Mm -hmm. are still being sick. People are still hungry. They don't have fucking health care. They don't their infrastructure. The roads is bad. They have nothing. And Democrats have been running on this same "I'm a Democrat, y'all know what Republicans are" type of platform for years. And finally, Black folks are beginning to demand by and showing their demand by not participating. And guess what? Democrats have fucking hell to pay because when that midterm election comes, yeah, all right. We keep telling yeah. y'all if y'all don't get shit together. Y'all, got, y'all got time to get it together before the midterms. Y'all, y'all can do so, some uh, shit. Because they, they,
0: they keep playing you with us. They
3: keep playing with us. Get a I stimulus out there. You can, you can get some shit out there to begin to show that you are different than the motherfucking Republicans. But if y'all don't do it, when that midterm come around, y'all going to get your asses handed. And in 2024, either Trump or Trump 2.0 is going to be in fucking office and y'all not going to know
2: what the hell to do with yourselves. The black folks true? are tired. Beyond I tired. think the overwhelming majority of black people still are in that camp of voting for the Democratic yes. party and Absolutely. the reason being is because you hear the mantra all the time. Yeah, I know they're not the greatest, but who else are you going but, to vote? you You going to vote Republican? You can't do that. This you know, time, man, this is ridiculous divorce. now. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. But I will say this. I want to make sure that we're accurate. The numbers in Virginia panned out in terms of the number of Black people that showed up for an off-cycle election. They were actually at, yeah, at, about the area where they typically are for, and uh, slightly above actually, the polling says, the exit polls, that they did show up. So the fact that Youngkin, a crazy Republican, and I don't say that necessarily disparaging, I'm just saying because he's he follows this Trump handbook. He follows this Trump handbook, right? But Mm -hmm. blacks came out in Virginia and said, you're not going to blame us this time for this dude losing. So what does that say to the Democratic Party? That the middle of the road, liberals... And white folks that you could have pulled votes from you guys failed at even doing that and why did you fail at doing that because you sold us a bill of goods during the damn election during last year 2020 before november and all of a sudden here we are 10 months down the road and you guys are still having a hard time passing anything
3: anything anything
2: Fuck. anything this and scrapped. you run the whole shop this hey, 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 fucking... so and, and this is
0: just... all running the show
2: I'm, I'm looking the at show, this bro? infrastructure bill, and you see, man, in it. free <sighs> child care for med- um paid family medical leave, paid uh, partially paid college tuition for public uh public institutions and colleges, and never going anywhere, number, nothing changed, Joe. This motherfucker, okay. So after pulling that shit down from seven trillion dollars to three point five trillion, now all of a sudden you've got people like Joe Manchin, and I don't Joe Manchin's the most vocal one. There are other yeah. liberals yeah. or middle of the road democrats that yeah. are also saying the same exact thing whose names aren't being pulled to the carpet. But Joe Manchin's the most vocal one. He said no, he doesn't he wants to remove that fa- paid family medical leave from sure. the whole bill. You know the one thing that they want to keep? Guess the one thing that they want to keep. <laughs> pay child, Tell them, oh, paid child care. Why? Because they know that they can't get motherfuckers on, back to say why? They don't have to worry about kids.
3: Because it does what to the economy?
2: It puts yeah, people back to work. That's the only reason why they're. That's the only thing that they're not fighting to remove from the bill. Everything else has been up for grabs. Fuck you with getting your prescriptions paid for. Fuck for paid family <laughs> medical leave. Fuck all these other things. But yeah, we'll make sure that you're at least able to get your kids taken care of, so you can get your asses back to the mines and dig that coal and fucking shovel that salt. <sighs> and, and Democrats and this, run this the show. Is run there, this is their economy. show. This is their circus. That's what, that's what I'm saying. This is their fucking the circus. Thing. And you know what? This is what. This is what. Showcase, me, right? man. The more I fall that's into doing <laughs> this, the more disheartened I become. And it's not like I'm necessarily naive to how the game works, right? But I try to be optimistic because at the end of the day, what are we voting for if you're not voting if you don't have any belief in the person that you're putting in office, right?
3: So why you are we to, voting?
2: That's what I'm saying. You have, yeah, to have there's, there's to no believe. one to believe in. But that's my that's my point. You there's have no to have one to believe in, so I'm not voting. voting. But every time you turn around, it's shit like this. It's shit like this that happens. And then how can you argue with? L, or excuse me, I'll say old Elgin that was like, nah, nigga, fuck that voting shit. I'm gonna stay my ass at home. How do you argue that shit? My youngest sister, my younger sister yeah. came to me the other day and she was like, the nick if if she said if um if Trump comes back he runs again I'm voting for him. I said, why? She said she he showed that he can get shit done, even though he fought tooth and nail to get things passed or whatever, through his executive action. And many of his the things that he passed got fought down, especially those things that included spending monies. Right. Sure, All the sure, sure, got battled sure, down. Sure, right. Sure. But he showed that you don't need to be pussyfooting around to fucking get shit done. And here we are 10 months in and you guys couldn't pass even fucking Obama at least got fucking Obamacare passed in the fucking two years that he was there. In the first Bruh, two years?
3: You got an all-damn all-star team, and you can't get shit done?
0: Shit, nothing. Like,
2: you can't get nothing it's done. Cause cats is fake. We, we, pushed, fake. This nothing. we pushed this That's in our group fake. chat, and it's one impressive. of the people it's came fake. out and was like, well, you know, I'm trying to understand what are you really – and I'm not saying this is spiritually, so let me take that tone out of my voice. But what did you expect them? She what did you expect them to do within the first 10 months? Like, is that enough time? And she she honestly said that she was genuinely trying to have a conversation. So I'll I'll give her that. Okay. Right, so right. let's all let's right. let's all grant right.
3: her that. Let's grant her all that. Right. And the question is.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, I'll
3: At what point in time? So 10 10 we I hear people all the time say, you know, they can't do anything within the first year. My question is what stops them from getting things done? in 10 months the first year why do we go into this thought process that we have to give them time to do that you're sitting on literally mountains of power to be able to get things done that your constituents not only want but need i mean literally need what did you in there for how, how how much time how much time do we give them? And then again, I won't even ask the accountability question because it's clear that there is no way to hold these motherfuckers accountable because we see that they are clearly doing whatever the hell they I mean they are so inept right now. I, I am blown away because even in my pessimism and disgust for the whole system, I really was like, well, you know, maybe they might do some shit that might be half heartedly. that might add something. These motherfuckers haven't done
2: nothing. Nothing.
3: nothing.
0: Voting rights bill
2: is still sitting there. Nancy Pelosi was was fucking kneeling down with Jim Clyburn in the middle of the tundra there for fucking George Floyd. With the Kente
3: clause on. That,
2: That shit is still sitting there untouched.
3: And but the motherfuckers gave seven. They gave all that money to the Israel.
2: The, uh, yep.
3: They Iron were, Dome, they, they though, right? Were quick
2: to find money for Israel, they were quick to find money for the defense. For department. the defense, uh, defense, defense bill, seven hundred seventy-three billion dollars. You know how much this would cost per per year? This, if it was at three point five trillion dollars, over Remember, the this of ten, the next
3: over the ten years. over the next course of the
2: ten years, ten it comes years. out to about about a billion dollars per year, something like that, right? sure. about a billion dollars per year. Do you know that the no, operation not, it budget be a billion. for New York? It wouldn't even be a billion. It would be about, yeah, if it's, it's three it's, point, it's yeah. In that, it's in that realm. But you know that it's about a billion dollars is the operational budget for the city of New York.
3: For the whole city.
2: Let me say that again. The operational budget per year for the city of New York is a billion dollars. And you can't and sh- find three point <laughs> three point five trillion dollars to give to all Americans. Like you, cutting, and listen, you man you cutting shit left and right.
3: The Republicans are so fucking smooth, too, bro. They are.
2: Listen, these the motherfuckers the have. I swear to God, they
3: have in their ingenuity to bounce back and to piggyback and to cultivate and rally and c- their base is phenomenal. Like, listen, this is, in all sincerity, these motherfuckers are running and they are winning campaigns on critical race theory.
2: Something that's not on the ballot, to be honest with you. Something that's not not on the
3: ballot. Matter (laughs) of fact, because my man... (laughs) They, they called it, it's, it's parental something now. It's not even critical race theory, yeah, but they, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They're, they're making it a parent's rights to choose. A parent's right to choose, parent's like right I mean, like, choose.
3: These Republicans are running platforms on some shit that doesn't even fucking exist. Like, they have generated, it's, it's, it's like the Southern strategy. It's the, the same sort of thing where they are rallying white people's fears of blackness overrunning them to get them to come to the polls. They're li-
2: and you democrats can't defeat that. You know what it is? What? It's that the problem becomes that Democrats are so in line with these corporations that they fail to get come work on. done. Come on. They fail come to on. get work done. So you because let's be let's keep it a hundred percent funky. If the Democrats were able to pass this infrastructure bill, what else could what else could Republicans say? Nothing. They got shit done. Nothing. It helped my life. I'm going to vote for him because sure. I can. I can send my kids to go to college for the first two years, even if it's community college. Bro. I got paid. Even though that bill
0: is not going to motivate fight. anyone,
3: it's not going to happen. That's
0: it's not going be be to I motivate had. anyone. This is going to be the worst turnout, bro. It's going to be an onslaught. It's going it to be. It's going <laughs> to be. It's going to be. It's going to be traumatic. It is. It's going to be traumatic. So the or we are going to take, do to them is going to be traumatic,
2: traumatic. But this shows you how in ingri- how inept Democrats are, and also how fickle American the American voting public is. In tw- in when Obama got elected in oh eight it was by such a big landslide not just obama's election but it was blue all across
3: all, the country, across, all right? across the country
2: so yeah. republicans yeah. said you know what we have to do we have to there was something they called the gop autopsy Let's take a look at the let's take a look at how we include gay people and black people and other people of color and see how we can make sure they understand it's about family values and money and not necessarily because we're racist. That shit disappeared.
3: It got rid of that shit so quickly and and they got right back to their base, bro. Got
2: got right back in the game. And you telling me that you couldn't have seen this coming. It's the same game plan. The same playbook, same exact thing. And Democrats keep falling for the fucking banana in the tailpipe every single goddamn time because they'd rather get money from fucking big pharma, big oil, big gas or and, and, uh, big energy instead of doing shit that's right for the people. Play We're going to
3: see simple. record numbers of black people voting Republican in the coming years. You're gonna is it's slowly going to change, particularly younger. No, I think I think so. Like I think I think that's I think happened. younger black people are going yeah. to begin either, you know, doing one or two things, dropping out totally.
2: Completely, yeah,
3: trying to right. come yeah. completely. And I think that's probably gonna be a higher number. Yeah, because that's the majority probably we've seen with Obama, what we're seeing with Trump, and what we yep. what we saw with Trump and what we're seeing with Biden, more and more people are being disillusioned with the process not even just on a state federal level, but the same thing on a a local level. Like Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. beginning to feel like this process is not working, but you still have that certain class of black folks who are always going to be pro Democrat, who are going to be Always pushing, pushing, pushing that democratic, those g- crack the juice.
2: Yep, the, yeah. the old it's, 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 yep.
3: But now it's starting to wear off, man. Yeah, and people we're, are we're like, getting numb hold to on.
0: We're, we're getting, numb to,
3: we're getting yeah. numb to it. We're getting like numb to it. Y'all told us when we got Trump out there, of there. That things there, are be really different. There what might even
0: people? be there might even be a new kind of young black Republican coming out. There well, might be a
2: new kind. We've already seen not. them. They're, they're, they're the Candace yeah. Owens of the world.
0: No, 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 something oh, more, no. Something way more. No, 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 no. I'm talking about something way more AFC's evolved. The of the world,
3: I'm sorry. Something
0: way more evolved than that. You know what I'm saying? That, that That's something that's a, that's a cast off from the gene pool. We're talking about a, a, a whole new format that will be undeniably black, but with a very defined perspective that's going to be hard
2: to deny. Oh, these, those, said, those I, 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 I said, like I, Republicans, they're, they're out there. My, I think that...
3: Oh no, they're out there. They're growing too.
2: Yeah, it's, it's growing. Yeah, and I, but pretty, I think the overwhelming really majority black. of them are ultimately going to just drop out of the political system altogether because the yeah, Stacey be Abrams... Dropout the Stacey Abrams and the future Stacey Abrams and all those mm. black women that went out there and knocked Man. on doors and stomped the streets, Dang. they're literally Dang. seeing that all of that effort was for shit. For nothing. So what does that tell them when they wake up and they're like, okay, well, we need you guys to come and canvas again, or we need you guys to donate. i so sorry to for my campaign five that's, or ten dollars, you know, we'll we'll make so it happen. Tragic. That's so tragic. It's not going to happen.
3: Right, we, you, you ask us to come out there to, to get old boy in there, war knock. then you actually to come out there to get Biden in, and neither one of these motherfuckers have done anything to change the material condition of my community, why the fuck are you knocking on my door? Like, you you, you have no... You can't can't tell me you give them time. You can't tell me give them time.
0: You can't tell me give them time.
3: A black woman helped get a black man in office and a white dude in office, and neither one of these motherfuckers have
0: done anything? it, It took no time for us to put him in there. So it should take you no time Pass the passing of damn legislation,
3: and you're gonna see a whole lot of black Republicans in office. More and more are going yeah. to become It's like the lieutenant governor, the nut house, the nuthead chick that's down. Yeah, that yeah. goofy broad who's down there, and I mean that goofy as hell. You saw her speech talking about you know God bless America, and I'm a Marine first American. You are an immigrant from Jamaica. You're immigrant, and you have the audacity to say that your dad came here in 1963, and the reason why he came here in 1963 was for jobs and opportunity. You mean to tell me a black man from Jamaica came in the middle of the civil rights movement for jobs and opportunity? The question you should be asking then is why the hell the white folks did what the hell they did to Jamaica to make your dad bring his ass to this country in the first damn place. How about you ask that question?
2: We've, we've, we've had that conversation or we've touched on that briefly about how black people or people of color that are in military service sometimes how, they, how they're anyway, oh, that's another it's, conversation. It's that's
3: a, a, oh, it's usually Marines too, bro. Yeah, dude. I, right? dude. It's, it's usually Marines, man. Don't, don't, I don't, don't know me, what it
2: is. Don't get me started. It's like not, y'all get a lobotomy to up in that joint. We're not going to so right. have that conversation. It's we're not going to have that conversation. All right, Elf. What's next on deck, man?
3: Man, this has got to be one of the most heart-wrenching stories that I have seen in a long-ass time, man. Uh, young brother, 22 years old, Henry Ruggs Third. He was a wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders who are having a phenomenal season. In the middle of the week, you know, he didn't have, they already played their game. You know, they didn't have a game until I think next week or whatever case by him and his girlfriend decided to hop in his Corvette while he was, I think, saying drunk is an understatement, right? Because his blood alcohol level was double the legal (laughs) limit, right? So he gets into his car, him and his girlfriend. He's incredibly drunk. And he is going 156 miles an hour and crashes into the back of 156 miles an hour. They said that the airbag puffed and came out at 127 miles an hour. So as he's going 156 miles an hour, drunk, airbags out. He- he crashes, he crashes into the back of the Toyota RAV4. The airbags deploy because the car doesn't immediately stop when it hits the RAV4. It deploys as it's slowing down and gets to 127 miles an hour and deploys. But the problem is he hits this car so fast and so, with such velocity that it immediately explodes and kills the driver and her dog, 22 years old, aspiring athlete, you know, all these things, gets in behind the wheel of a vehicle drunk in a sports car, a car that is designed for one purpose and one purpose only, to go fast, 156 miles an hour crash that takes the life of someone else. His life is ruined. Finish, done.
2: I don't. I don't even know how to call it, man. Um, and I apologize. I don't remember the young lady's name. And as we're doing it, I want to see if I can find it. I think it was yeah. Tina no. Turton. Tina Turton. Uh, please, or
3: yeah, Turton. Tina O. Tintor.
2: Tintor. Thank you. T i n t o r. Before we even fully dive into this conversation, our hearts and well wishes and condolences go out to Tina's
3: Her and now. her family, absolutely.
2: Because who? she's coming back from work. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and who's to think that that's how your your life would end, minding your business, coming back she's
3: from work? Tw- she was 23 years old.
2: I don't even know where, how to place... And you know what? Maybe it's not a moment to place blame, but it, it feels like it, right? Like the gravity of this conversation to think that this young man had, at least from how it's being described, okay? And you guys correct me if I'm wrong. There are a host of not opportunities, but uh, resources at this young man's disposal that he could have used to help him avoid being in this situation. The NFL came out very quickly and said, hey, we've got free share rides for NFL players at every stadium when they're leaving any major city to make sure that they don't get into the situation. All they have to do is ask for one, or if they need security for that matter, it's on site for these players because we understand the magnitude of how these things work. I don't know if it's a failure to listen. I don't know if they need to intensify the instructional portion of getting this information out to the players. I don't but think so. You, you hate, you hate, to, you hate to see this. You hate to yeah. see this.
3: I don't think they need to do. I don't think the NFL needs to do anything in this instance. Hmm. Uh, I don't think they have a level of culpability at all in this situation. This is something that this young man did on his off hours away from his job. He wasn't at practice. He wasn't right. headed to a game. He wasn't leaving a game. They have programs in NFL for all of the shit that they do. As racist as these motherfuckers are, they have program after program. And, and even though one of their chief sponsors for their league happens to be Budweiser. a company that pushes alcoholic beverages, but even Budweiser, in that... Yeah. You know, Unless he had several kegs of Budweiser in his backseat from the NFL, the NFL is not responsible here. I think the mm-hmm. biggest thing is I saw a lot of people mm-hmm. saying that this young man made a mistake. I don't, you don't view this you don't, as, you don't a view it as a
2: mistake. Is it because mm-hmm. of the consequences of what happened or just overall you say it's not a mistake?
3: I, I, I don't view it. I've, overall, even if he didn't kill someone, Even if he got into a car accident and just injured himself and his girlfriend, I don't consider you drinking, which is a choice to the point of getting drunk, which is a choice, which ultimately impairs your decision making to get you to a point where you view getting behind the wheel of a car is okay. But at some point in time, you had a choice in this, I don't of view course, that as a several mistake. Yeah. Of course, several I don't view that as a mistake. Now I'll be gracious and maybe go accident because there was no malicious intent there, but I, I can't give him the grace or the credit to say that this brother made a mistake. No, 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 no. No, no brother. You you made several choices here, choices that cost a young person her life you your career which at the it's way down the list compared to this young lady losing her life. life i mean you lose your career you know the weight of america is you'll bounce back and you'll be back in the league in two years i mean don't say, <laughs> don't
2: say that shit nigga. don't say that shit. what yeah you know, I, he is facing 46
3: though
2: well Bruh, that's, that's that's one of the things that i thought was very interesting and i'm not saying that he as. As the culprit, right, doesn't deserve that type of animosity or that type of punishment, but it seemed as though the prosecution wanted to throw everything at him. And it's like oh, when, they, when they met with the judge, the judge was like, "Now nah, you can't do X, Y, and Z. Now nah, oh, yeah, yeah, bail, yeah, 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 yeah. bail can't be a can't be a million dollars. million dollars like you want Like, nah, yeah, dog. Yeah. Let's let's be rational about it." And the prosecution yeah. like, "All right, you threw these out." we're going to come up with some other charges and come back to you. We want to make sure yeah. that this dude never. There's a
3: hundred reasons why that are possibly the, why he possibly did that. He could be possibly trying to make a name for himself because this That's is true. going to be a high profile case. He also could be trying to set the tone for what the league or not the league, but what Las Vegas is going to be expecting and hammering down and not wanting Las Vegas to have a similar view or stance on crime and athletes as cities such as, I don't know, Dallas, for instance, you know, to have a different perspective and different. And I mean, like I said, this is I've this is a high profile case for this district attorney. This is one of those career making joints. So uh, even though it looks like it's a, a a slam dunk case, for lack of a piss poor analogy, uh, I just I'm, I'm devastated for everyone involved here, man. I, I yeah. hate to see. Black people, and I, I hate to see black people make choices like this. Our view of alcohol in our community should have been reevaluated years ago uh, because alcoholism clearly, and I'm not saying this young brother is an alcoholic, but I'm clearly will say he has a very unhealthy relationship he with alcohol. Uh, We need to reevaluate our views and our stance on alcohol in our community because clearly uh, with the number of DUIs and things that we see and, you know, assaults and incidents of intimate partner violence that are directly correlated to alcohol, we got to reevaluate its its presence in our community because it's been destroying lives here for generations when we got to get tired and decide to do something different at some fucking point of time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think part of the conversation also then becomes showing, making exceptions for exceptional people. And what I mean by that is when you find these celebrities and athletes and people of note in situ- situations like this, how much grace or is what's a fair amount of grace to show these people? Because if you remember, Dante Stallworth did the same damn thing. Killed a young man. DUI. Yeah, he spent less. And than he came five back years, and he was in the league. Was in the league, and since then, after he got out of the league, shortly after that, he became a talking head. So he's got a career now. So I'm, I'm looking because at he's an it, athlete. Okay. He has
3: opportunities, mm-hmm.
2: that, and that's what I'm saying. So I'm. My question yeah. becomes: How much grace is too much grace? I guess. Yeah. Because I don't think he deserves. I think the grace
3: that has to be. I don't think. I don't think he deserves how do you dictate what type of grace he gets here? Yeah, that's
2: from that's from my that's my point like
3: yeah I don't I view the fact that he has access to unlimited capital, essentially more capital than I'll probably ever see in my life. He had opportunities to get rides and do things that most working class people don't have the opportunity to do. I hold that against him. That he didn't take advantage of those things mm, like mm, bro you had the opportunity to make completely different choices and then at the same time you had your your daughter's mother in the vehicle garbage. with you like I just, I just i just i can't you know, i can't I, throw it like that
0: bro i hate to I, I gotta highlight this because i remember experiencing this uh unusual well to me unusual phenomenon back in college Knowing one or two or three guys that you know, when it came time to hang out, every time they pulled up, there was a bottle right there Mm -hmm. in their right there in their lap. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're fresh dipped out the car, spotless, but there's a bottle in their lap, and the bottles have finished. He's like, "Y'all ready?" I was kind of. I'm like, I was used to seeing that in college, right? Mm -hmm. Until I until I realized because I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. The saying knows what I do. Um, uh, and you know, I began to realize, you know, drinking. I mean, d- driving, uh, driving, and drinking is just as much of a habit, um, as drinking itself. Um, that cats don't want to admit to. I guess because it's so. I don't see it as much, of course, because I guess in certain cities they, they spot if, if the cop even sees a a glint of. Reflection off the bottle, you're pulled over, you're hemmed up. Mm-hmm. But back in the 90s, around, around around I would see these cats with a bottle that picking car full of dudes, girls, going out for the night. They were used to driving around Buzz. Yeah.
3: Especially in Virginia. Was-
0: especially in Virginia. A lot of dudes yeah. driving around Buzz. I mean, that, I don't know if sound, I mean, it sounds hooked, kind of man. weird coming from me, but I mean, i you're be, be the, the last place I mean, you want to be. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, <laughs> Mr. I'm, I'm thinking this bird. I'm thinking this guy that is is used to drinking and driving. He's been but getting like away. That, with, he's, been, he's been getting away with it.
3: Yeah, and, and it, I think and that's his, the his part. His part girl, right and his girl there, and his
0: horses. His girl is used to it.
3: That's the part right there. that I boys think are that used to really it. His boys are used to it. It's been hard with being drunk before. Yeah, he's a professional athlete, and he is used to getting away with things he's been get, he's been the best at everything all been, his life, mile, seen life. They all his life he's been the best and my he picture, felt like drunk. he could get away with doing that and remember so I, I know dudes who drove in drunk man and they viewed being to their destination drunk as a badge of honor yeah like yeah. It, Right. It's something that ties into our twisted sense of masculinity and manhood that allows us to play with danger in the the ways that we do. I mean, the same thing with, you know, when we go to talk about folks with guns and other forms of, you know, machismo that we just want to display throughout to each other. This is the same thing. He's a star athlete was able to all – this dude was 22, played at Alabama, won national championships, was the best at what he was doing in college, was on his way to being one of the elite in the league. And he he felt like he could get away with this. Him going 156 miles an hour probably wasn't his first time attempting mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Definitely not. Definitely not. And he not. just this, – this one caught him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I had to get caught, though. I swear. That's and,
0: and, yeah. and so why I know everyone in that car has probably been on four or five rides with him, just like that. And mm. went right home to his daughter. Like, oh, we had a great time <laughs> with Daddy.
3: Sure. It, and I've always fascinated that when these alcohol-related incidents take place within the NFL, the NFL t- typically is very quiet when alcohol-related incidents happen. That is, that is so unusual. They don't have a whole lot to say. But, but that's because it is every drug year
2: related steal people from oh the back fire the, yeah, the firearm all the time. That's that yeah. question: whether or not they should be yeah. serving alcohol at these games, and how yeah. how important or how big Horror. it is to have a you know and have a sponsor that provides alcohol. Like it's up a, from sponsorship. It gets deep. It gets deep. Yeah. Yep. It, gets, it, gets, it gets deep. deep. Yeah. All right, right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words yeah. of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Crush, what's up, man?
0: Well, I just found out this bit of news uh, out of the blue. Apparently, uh, Ti actually bought his Atlanta neighborhood uh, on Wednesday, uh, November third. Ti finally took a trip to his old Bankhead neighborhood to scope out his new affordable housing development. Uh, according to video they posted, the development includes one hundred and forty-three units, a community garden, community center, and greenhouse. So, uh, shout out to hmm.
2: Ti. L, what's up?
3: Man, I just want to tell everybody, man. That again, remind people, just in case you live underneath a fucking rock somewhere, COVID nineteen is still a thing. Okay, I, I just I don't know how many different ways to explain this to you and say it. It is still a thing, right? Still wear your mask. Still wash your hands. Still take care of the things that you need to take care of. It is still a thing. I got a call today from my daughter's school. My four-year-old goes to pre-K. A young kid in her pre-K school has contracted COVID-19, which means my daughter's whole school, her pre-K school, a a four-year-old's has to be quarantined now.
2: Hmm.
3: More than likely because some fucking adult didn't do what they were supposed to do to make sure that they took care of themselves to cut down the likelihood that they would be exposed to COVID nineteen. I think that's some of the most inconsiderate, ignorant ass shit on the planet. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's between you, God, and the devil. But at least wear your fucking mask, right? At least wear your mask. Think about on, children. That, I mean, that's, at least think about that's, that's children for two seconds. That's the least that I'm asking you to do. We're for two
0: seconds.
2: Yeah, a uh, little thinking bit of side bad. news. A little bit of side news. At least they've recently, the uh, oh. CDC has approved and FDA has approved the use of uh, the vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, and so on for uh, kids ages five through eleven. So oh, I know that some. Something... When was that approved? Uh, oh, yeah, earlier this, this week. week. Yeah. Earlier this earlier week. week. Um, yeah. So you know, me and the wife are already looking at it for our youngest to make sure she's good. We just need to do some more research about sickle cell people before before we right. jump into that. Course, but we want to get that course, as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know my
2: sister's gonna get her get
0: get, uh, get my niece and nephew done real quick.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah man. No bullshit. All it's right, just bullshit. I understand. What's up for me this week is uh...
3: your fucking hat that don't match your shirt. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Is that green? You, is that you're green? The reason, you're
2: the reason why I hate <laughs> black people.
3: Our <laughs> like, like, green polka dot hat. I don't understand. What the nah, fuck man, shut the hell up. Doctor
2: Can, what the can fuck I is cannot going on? do my thing, man? Damn. So this week, what's up for me is uh, Rutherford County, Tennessee, and specifically Donna Scott Davenport, who calls herself the mother of the county. She's the head of Rutherford's Juvenile Justice System. This Mm -hmm. woman created, literally created, a school-to-prison pipeline affecting kids as young as six years old. She essentially forced police officers to arrest, not only arrest, but to detain, to detain kids as young as seven years old. She instituted a policy that, all children be charged with a crime should go into the state's detention center. And locked up children as young as seven years old for things like truancy, which means excessive lateness, or not being able to make it to school. Who controls kids being able to go to school? Parents, Parents. right? I, I thought anyway. So why are you arresting and detaining kids as young as seven years old? She also is charging them with a crime she calls criminal responsibility. I want to say that one more time criminal responsibility which is something that does not exist she made it up so that she would be able to detain and arrest children 11 children this year or excuse me at the time of the initial investigation which was 2015 were arrested and detained because they witnessed a fight between a five and six year old and did not break up the fight 11 kids were detained. Some up to 10 days in detention. Some up to 10 days in detention. Can you imagine a 7-year-old sitting in quote-unquote jail for 10 days because of truancy or because they failed to break up a fight between a 5- and a 6-year-old? She literally created a fucking school to prison pipeline for this state. The state average of arresting children, and it's terrible to even say that, but to arrest children was 5%. The state average was 5%. Her average of arresting children was 49%. 49%. She said, and when they questioned her during this investigation, even prior to that, she said what she was doing, she was doing God's mission. And that's really the case. So fuck Rutherford County, Tennessee, and fuck Donna Scott. County. Yeah,
0: yeah. I hope I, I hope something will come of this.
3: Yeah, I hope something real bad happened to her.
2: All day, every day.
3: Every and twice day, on and Sunday
2: twice on Sunday. That's L, why when we say abolish the system, we say, abolish the, system, we say abolish the whole fucking, fucking thing. To the story, this is like, even recounting mm. the story just burns me the fuck up. I could not imagine that shit, man. My kid disappeared for 10 days. 10 days. Hmm? And don't forget, the whole issue is, parents, it's not like you're just getting your kids out. You have to pay some sort of fine or fee. And most of these people yep. in these areas don't have the Can't money, afford money, it. money. Not at all. Yeah. And this bitch knows that, and yeah. took advantage of these people, and then covered it up by saying that she was doing God's mission. Was she voted in? Yes, she was.
3: Oh, okay, that's interesting. Hey, you can find me at Elgin Bailey on all of your social media platforms. At Elgin Bailey. Remember, Cash App dollar sign Elgin Bailey. again, <laughs>
2: In Elgin. Crush, where can people find you, man? It works, man. Yeah, it works. You can find me at, at
0: SP Methods or at, at Amphibians, AMPHBNS. Uh, come check out our screening next week, I believe.
2: No doubt. And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at In the Black. Excuse me, at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black, P-D-C-S-T on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Come over to join the family and join us at our Patreon. You will not regret it. But as always, until next time, informed, intelligent, in the, in the, black, black, in
0: the black. black.
2: Peace, peace, everybody. This is this is the In the Black
1: podcast. In the black, bro. <laughs> and it's down one of the best this podcasts is. I ever heard, though. I like y'all. What <laughs> <birth. laughs> <But laughs> <is ever. laughs> up? I am bred a black coffee, Brechtin. Listen. Uh, in the black podcast, that y'all lad, it's all facts. He don't like that Then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't raw. What informed intelligent elements always relevant Not for the weak and delicate, this is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence, resting them my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know no, black up Hebrew, man a specialist. know what the podcast broadcast with this, Like I said them might cheat. Who not do it so effortless? I listen them I learn when they listen, them, my benefit, reporting current events, Everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house And your tenement, listen to your intelligence. Body filled with melody, power that's so acetylene. Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, the girl is lad, all facts. facts, you don't like that, then fall back, back. In the black podcast, they on <inaudible> Watch black jack, this up, up, the the so like back. Back. all <inaudible> like that though. <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
0: He's